you know, there have been a couple of cases around the country, including in our backyard, folks, where people are investigating around detectives, a case, right, in Suffolk County involving a woman who's pronounced dead, taken to a funeral home, found to be alive. Uh, it happened last Saturday. An 82-year-old was pronounced dead at a, a nursing center in Port Jeff. We'll get into that. Uh, and a couple hours later, I guess, taken to a funeral home in Miller Place, the OB Davis funeral home. And uh, nearly three hours after being declared dead, guess what? She was found to be breathing. It happened. It happened. Can you imagine what's going to go on here legally? Well, the individual I need to hear from uh, is Andrew Lieb, an attorney at Lieb at Law, LiebetLaw.com, the practice providing a wide range, and I mean wide range of legal services. Mr. Lieb is nice enough to give us a couple of minutes. Here on a Tuesday morning, it is so good to have you, but you know I have to start <laughs> with Bo Horvat, who made his debut for the Isles last night in Philadelphia, a non-factor, but I think he will be a factor as far as the rest of this season is concerned. Good to have you in a big win for the Isles last night. A big win, but I saw him as a factor because I saw Barzy, Jay. Barzy had space. This is the first time all year that I saw Barzi not getting double and triple teamed. And just having Bo on the line with him changed the whole dynamic. And we have these guys together. They're going to play together for eight years. I'm just so pumped. I'm going to the game tonight. We're going to beat the Kraken four games in a row we're going to win tonight. And we're right on the cusp. I don't know if you see the standings. We're one out of the playoffs. But with Bo, Bo knows best. And Bo is going to score 50 goals this year. Let's go Islanders. That's all I can say. I'm pumped. Can I tell you, an expansion team that has risen to the top of the charts in year two. Uh, they'll get a crack at the Kraken tonight at the UBS. And then the Horvat's uh, old team, the Canucks, uh, will come in on uh, Thursday night. So an interesting uh, stretch here as the Islanders uh, try and get a push into the Stanley Cup playoffs on the cusp. Outside looking in, as Andrew just stated, but uh, hopefully uh, they have been invigorated. Uh, with the addition of Bohor event. We'll see what else comes down the pike from Lou Lamarillo. Now, um, these types of situations, we saw a case around the country a couple of weeks ago. This, right in our backyard here, Mr. Leap, uh, the investigation ongoing, the woman pronounced dead, taken to a funeral home, found to be alive. How does this happen, sir? Well, I got to I got to start off with, like, everyone wants to ask me legally how this happens, and I, I'll go into legally, but... I just, my jaws dropped. I don't even understand, like, as a human, let's not even talk legally. Imagine three hours. I'm just trying to picture this from watching TV shows. They put you in a bag, I imagine. The zipper's up. You're in the back of a, a gas ambulance, a hearse, or something like that, getting transported to a funeral home. The trauma that happened to this lady, her family. Imagine the call to the family, oh, or to a friend, whoever the loved one is. Your, your loved one is dead. Three hours, they think she's dead. It's just unheard of. I don't know how to put words to what just happened to this lady. And the fact that it happened in Iowa just a little while ago, and then to make it matters worth, they only find the place in Iowa, $10,000. It's these civil suits we need. Big money, Jay, because this is just unheard of. I am terrified of going to nursing homes now. Toe tag and everything else attached, I tell you. And by the way, the woman in Iowa died, right? This woman is still alive, correct? Well, the Iowa woman died, but not when she was at the funeral home. She, she died a few days later. She didn't die right away. 
the understanding is that the one that is in Long Island, this one you were just talking about, the Miller Place that we were talking about, is that she's still alive. They're not identifying. They're not giving out information. It's at the, at the beginnings, because I imagine, again, the trauma you have to unravel. We don't even know her identification yet. But we're told she's alive. But to go back to Iowa, that person lived for a few days after, after she was dead. She's dead twice. She gets two deads. This is just the most unheard of thing. And I have to say this again, so it's not lost. The fact that it's a $10,000 fine from the government in Iowa is jaw-dropping. It should have been $10 million. How do you dissuade poor conduct? How do you make people have higher standards? $10,000 for a nursing home is like their water bill for the month. It's ridiculous. Uh, Andrew Lieb, as far as what happened uh, uh, to this uh, 82-year-old woman. Now, you know, you go back in time here and read regarding this uh, this Port Jeff nursing home, uh, the, what is it, the Water's Edge Rehab and Nursing Center. It's in Port Jeff. Uh, they've got a bit of a checkered pass here. Fines from the past state health department over the last 10 years, range of safety and health violations, uh, violations include failing to properly investigate accidents or to properly notify family members when a resident was hospitalized, Ms. Lieb. Uh, how much does this play into everything if you are representing this family? Well, I can tell you it's a slam dunk case. It's a, it's a great case. Lawyers are ethically prohibited to, prohibit, uh, to predict the future. We can't give odds. We're not allowed to say it, but any plaintiff's attorney, a moron, should be able to win this case. There's infliction of emotional distress. That's a no-brainer on this one. There's imprisonment, false imprisonment, negligence off the charts everywhere, potentially medical malpractice. Who declared her dead? I imagine it had to be a doctor. The public health law provides rules about this, where you can have a concurrent lawsuit under the public health law. It's just, and this, as you said, prior behavior is just, I would love to go through discovery on this. Discovery means when you start asking about documents and records and unraveling, because as you point out, you go to the past, you say there was all these prior issues. Any nursing home that declares someone dead who's not dead, I want to know about the four million other things they're doing wrong. You're going to find a treasure trove going through discovery and document requests and deposing these people, asking them questions under oath. I just, I would love to watch them cringe when you ask the questions. It would be a joy, a joy to cross-examine these people. I think it's a dream for most lawyers. Can you imagine running this, uh, what is itch? The amount of messages uh, this individual has on his or her phone. Uh, it is, I mean, you know, you're talking about a facility. I think it's 120 beds, 91 complaints from residents and family members. Uh, that exceeds the state average. I mean, at this point in time, if you are the attorney general of the state, you're also in on this, right, Letitia James? Letitia's already investigating. They put out a statement. It's a no-brainer that she's going after, like I mentioned, the public health law before. I want to know how many people are checking out of that nursing home today, how many people are calling in and saying their family's calling in. Like, I would be freaking out if I had someone there. And I have to say this. This does not make all nursing homes and assisted living facilities bad. This is one bad apple, and I don't want it to spoil the bunch. I know so many people that have benefited from nursing and assisted living facilities, but this one, this one, I'm just 
dumbfounded. How do you declare someone dead who's not dead? Well, as we discussed before, the toe tag you said, I said the bag over them, the phone calls they're making, the cleaning the room, what they do to her stuff, how they transport her. This is, it's, it's mind-blowing. That's the only word for it, mind-blowing. Well, if any of my kids uh, fast forward me into any of these times, they'll never catch me. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Andrew Lieb uh, with us uh, for a couple of minutes. Um, so, uh, in essence, you know, it's amazing to me. This facility has a three-star rating out of five. Apparently, high marks for quality of life and preventative care. Lowest scores for resident safety and resident status. I'm just wondering how they got three out of five stars. Just three out of five. It's it's wild how they got even one star, although, as you just said, they have preventative care, and maybe they're just miracles. Maybe she really was dead, and they prevented the death, and they brought... I'm just being crazy now. It's, it's, it's insane. It's just insane. And I always had a relative, and he was snooty and delightful in that way, and he would always send me pictures of the St. Regis Hotel in Manhattan, and he would write... In a in a email or in a letter, my idea of assisted living. Remember that, and so I understand where he's coming from now because, like, it's a little terrifying. But again, most of these places have great compliance people. Most of these people have places have great doctors, and I think it really goes to the point. And I have a master's in public health, and they always teach you in public health that. If someone's not their own advocate, no one's going to look out for you. And that's where we have the need for what's called a healthcare proxy. When someone doesn't have capacity to make their own medical decisions or power of attorney, when they don't have capacity for their own financial decisions, they need to designate an agent, someone to look out for them. And that person, whether it's through a guardianship proceeding, that's an Article 81 proceeding. We just won a trial on that last week, a great guardianship proceeding. We won the trial last week against a both sister and a brother. But the, the point is that you need to have, you need to have someone who's designated as a guardian or agent who's going to be your zealous advocate, to be your hero when you're incapacitated or just losing a little bit of your gusto because you need to not 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 just rely blindly you can trust but you have to verify and the family and friends need to look out for their loved ones you can't just check it and forget it when your loved ones in a facility and and still there's a couple of little details uh if this woman was cleared that an error or you know she experienced some sort of a uh, medical episode that could have contributed to her apparent demise uh, that's still to be determined, sir, correct? A hundred percent. We don't even know who the woman is. Like, it's possible, and I, I heard a doctor speaking. I was on TV last night on a few channels talking about it, and they had a doctor expert as well. And the doctor explained how it's possible that you could have some vital signs that show your demise, and then you could then be alive after. And I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you that it's impossible. What I'm concerned about is the double check. So either way... How did they get out the door? And I'm no doctor, and that's why when you're dealing with these types of cases, you always, as an attorney, you always consult with an expert. You bring in, you first bring them as a consultant for privilege issues, meaning that if they give you bad information, you don't have to disclose it. Then you bring them as you mark them as an expert. You do an expert disclosure, and they're really the thing. People don't understand. Lawyers don't do evidence. Lawyers 
orchestrate the evidence. And what lawyers need is the best doctors, the best, as Trump would tell us, only the best doctors. And they need the best doctors to tell us what happened here. And until we know who the woman is, and until the woman lawyers up, if she does lawyer up, and until we see the evidence, there's no way to know what actually happened here. She has all sorts of protections, and, uh, and we all have rights when it comes to health records. No one could see your health records unless it's authorized by the person. So it's really up to her to open up this wheelhouse to let us know what really happened here. But either way, I am never going to be, and you, Jay, you too, we'll talk to your kids. We, neither you or I are ever being shipped out of the nursing home with a tag on our toe when we're still alive. It's just not happening. Hey, listen, I get threatened that I'll be put in one. Uh, I will never enter it. They will never catch me. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they will never catch me. Um, we shall see. But, you know, I just want to point out that Iowa situation, that that home was fined 10000 for similarly pronouncing a hospice patient dead and shipping to a nursing home where she was actually alive. And then died a couple of days later, as Andrew mentioned. So a fascinating case here. Uh, sir, have fun at the aisles tonight, all right? Let's get another win. Crack it. The crack it. I have to tell you, the only person that will move faster from a nursing home is Matthew Barzell when he has the puck on his stick. And he's going end-to-end tonight on a rush, and he's going to score a goal. We're going to tell the whole locker room that if they don't do what we tell them and score these goals, they're going to the nursing home. That's how we're going to fire them up. I'm going to use that in every aspect of my life when I make threats. No question. <laughs> no question. The next time I go to a restaurant and the food comes in late, guess what? You're going to a nursing home. <laughs> I'm going to say that. You have infused in me that type of, uh, of verbiage. Uh, always a pleasure. Leebetlaw.com. Until next time, sir, we thank you. So long. Thank you. All righty. The great Lee. 